Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com My name is Jason Newland Andre is having his dinner in the background Jumping away Might be able to hear him just about <laughs> He's uh He's worked up a hunger. I'm not going to go into details, but he's been very active for the last hour or so. And uh, now he's hungry, so he's eating his dinner. I think it's date night for him. (laughs) And, um, yeah, only listen to this when you can safely close your eyes. This is... Let me bore you to sleep. The point behind this is that I just talk about whatever for about an hour and it's boring and it's calm, relaxing, and you can. Just drift off to sleep. That really is it. I've made quite a few of them. Of these podcasts. Uh, 252 I think so far. So it's quite a lot. I've also got other podcasts. Deep Sleep. Deep Sleep whisper hypnosis and sleep hypnosis weekly I've got another podcast called relaxation hypnosis for stress anxiety and panic attacks other podcasts for smoking uh, another podcast for self-development another podcast for chronic pain relief so there's quite a few different ones available to choose from and everything that I do is available on my website jasonnewland.com including a testimonial page where you can read what other people have written about me and you could write something yourself if you fancy it and there's a page there where you can support me as well Uh, so yeah that's kind of everything So today, I'm going to undo my zip. It's for my my jacket or my top. Uh, That zip. If it was my flies, that would be a long fly, wouldn't it? Can you imagine that? I'm just going to undo my flies. (laughs) That's, That's a... That's a impressive fly, isn't it? Anyway, Andre's... So I don't think Andre knows what to do because I've been moving stuff around and he doesn't like it. He just looked at me, he knows I'm talking about him. I've moved his tube that he likes to climb through and I've put my abdominal board in its place. 
he's sniffing around that and he's sort of he's a little bit confused where's my stuff where's my tube gone but I put the other side of the room because I'm trying to tidy this place up and instead of doing it all in one go I'm just doing it in bits each day I do a bit more each day I do it tidy a bit more which is kind of what I've been doing so today I put a few bits into the storage cupboard um, a set of drawers not drawers um, a bookcase that has to be put together but I just the bits of wood were standing up in the bedroom not on their own I don't have legs they're not alive um, but they were and Andre was trying to push them over and they were heavy heavy bits of wood heavy shelving so I didn't want them to uh, I first thought it would make quite a bit of noise if I'm in bed but also uh, didn't want it landing on him so but he was determined to push them. <laughs> he was determined to push them over so I put them into the storage cupboard so we can't get to them I put the vacuum cleaner in there so I've done a bit of tidying up which is good I mean yesterday I'm not sure if I mentioned it during I don't even know if I did a did a recording yesterday let me bore you to sleep one I don't think I did I'm not sure but um, my light I think it was Friday my light bulb went again do you remember at the beginning when I told you that I talk about boring stuff I'm not joking it was, it was no joke I really do talk about boring stuff. And those of you that have got in contact with me can also vouch that I'm really boring. It's really, I really am this boring. I'm not. There's, there are no hidden depths. <laughs> it's, it's all on show. It's uh, so... You can never really be disappointed because I announce myself before I enter the room, kind of all my boringness. So the light bulb went in the living room again on Friday, so I changed it. And as I was changing it, the whole thing just came out. The the whole kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, the light socket came out and it was just leaving these metal bits that were bare. And I thought, ooh, don't want to go near that. Phoned the council. I said, uh, do you change light bulbs? And they say, no. I said, well, it's not really a light bulb. It's the light 
fitting has come apart and I'm not an electrician and I don't want to touch it and she said well we'll send someone around and put it down as an emergency I said I'm not sure if it really should be an emergency uh, I do have a lamp like a, a quite a bright lamp I was, you know, that I can use I left it there so I was just expecting someone to come round but no one did no one came around Saturday no one came around Sunday no one's been around today either so yesterday which was Sunday bearing in mind it's now it needs lights on by about four possibly earlier now indoors it's, it's, light, it's lighter outside than inside at three o'clock and I like to see things if that makes sense see I wear glasses for distance but not just distant distance but even the television that's I don't know six foot away from me I need my glasses to read the subtitles six foot maybe seven foot I don't know it's hard to tell I can't, I can't I feel like I should measure it but I don't have my measuring stick so having the lights off no light and just a television is a little bit of a strain on my eyes I like to have a light on in the room I never just never just watch a television without any lights also I don't generally just sit here watching television I do other things at the same time so I'll be maybe I'll be playing with my phone or I'll be on the laptop you know just doing just fiddling around you know maybe with the the website or doing a little bit of research and stuff like that you know So yesterday when the light bulb went the so for was it Friday so Friday night Saturday and Sunday I had my lamp which was fine and then I turned it off I turned it off because there was this weird light on the shining against the front door I figured it was the lamp because there's nothing else it could have been but I just wanted just to see because it just looked a bit strange and it had been intriguing me for the last few days on and off for short periods of time so I turned it off 
and the light wasn't there anymore on the front door. Bearing in mind I'm in the living room, I'm not really anywhere near the front door, unless you class seven footsteps as being near, but you know, it's not near near, it's not, it's near if you're looking at the map of a world, it's very close. But, so I thought, oh, okay, that must be what it was. Then I went to turn the light on again, and the bulb went. I thought it might be the socket. I thought it might have blown a fuse, or might have short-circuited something. So I went into the storage cupboard, or the storage room, rather, and had a look at the electricity thing nothing had been tripped so that was all fine so I'm just sitting here in darkness and this was about probably about 8 o'clock 7 7 o'clock 8 o'clock at night and I had the television on and I had my laptop on And although technically, I mean, there's the electricity was still on, so I could still use my laptop, but I couldn't see, couldn't see the keyboard. I could see it, I knew it was there, you know, I was aware of its, um, presence, I don't know, I knew, you know, I knew the keyboard was there, just like, turn the light off, I know there's a ceiling there can't see it so I knew it was there plus I could put my hands on it not the ceiling the the keyboard of the laptop so it's really and I can't read although I do I can read I mean I've got a Kindle but even it's it's the very basic Kindle it's not one of the fire ones. I used to have one of those, but it broke, believe it or not. I don't know what the hell happened. It just broke. So I got a Kindle. And it's the, you know, the very basic paperweight one, you know. But I need a light behind me in order to read it. Or a light above me. In order to sort of read it properly without straining my eyes so I'm thinking what am I going to do because it was too early for me to go to bed and I don't think a light bulb going should be a reason for the day to end you know I do have I've had a few issues with light bulbs over the years so what I did is I phoned my friend up the neighbour and I said can I come down for five minutes I need to speak to you he said yeah came down well I, I went and visited him knocked on the door he answered the door and I said, uh, my light's gone. Um, the bulb's gone on my light. 
the electrician hasn't turned up to fix this socket of the electrical appliance that the bulb fits into you know in the ceiling he said you said you mean a light socket I said yeah yeah the you know the dangly thing a bit like a like one tonsil kind of dangling not really like a like, like a I suppose a tonsil if it was a light bulb <laughs> I don't know and he said yeah you're getting off track a little bit so you've got no light I said yeah I said have you got a, a light I can borrow like a lamp and he said yeah you can borrow this one so normally he he has that lamp and he doesn't have the main light on so I was kind of I was inconveniencing him but he you know he's fine about it so I borrowed that lamp and I said it's one of the stand up ones it doesn't tell jokes it just you know it's it has a little stand at the bottom well it's quite a big stand really but and it supports the the rail that goes up and then there was a light bulb and a like this metal lampshade thing and so I borrowed that I said I'm going to bring it back tomorrow and then I brought it up I plugged it in I plugged it in first of all the other side of the room but then that was just I mean it was very um, dim very dim not very bright at all because the lampshade is metal I mean it, there's holes in the metal otherwise it wouldn't have any be no light at all would there <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be pointless <laughs> it's totally ridiculous wouldn't it a light bulb inside a metal box that's a lovely lampshade <laughs> I think I have to turn the main light on so I can have a look get my torch out so I turned that on but it was I still couldn't see the keyboard or I could see the keyboard I could see the shape the outline but not the numbers and the letters and I am fairly competent at typing not like with speed but with a degree of accuracy so my fingers managed to find the correct letters without needing to look at the keyboard sometimes which yeah, I think that's quite cool actually I never formally learnt to type but I have been typing on keyboards for many many years haven't had, used computers at work and typing in information 
continuously all day every day for for years and years so I'm not at that level anymore you know I'm not I'm not as not I don't type as quickly as I used to because I don't need to and I don't do much typing other than uh, searching or a lot of copy and pasting and you know stuff like that you know when it comes to website or posting podcasts and stuff as such and the only thing is when it's dark sometimes because I, I did test it I tested it and I thought maybe I can do it from feel from feel alone because I'm pretty good with my fingers quite good at finding the right places as I said and especially my name I can do that but then I've typed my name in so many times searching for it on Google you know and um, it's okay because it comes up on the screen so I'm looking at the screen and just typing it's okay when it works so when the, the letters click properly and everything's fine but then there's a problem if, if it doesn't because then I've got to try and find the correct words or the correct letter that's when it gets a little a little bit more tricky it's I was going to say it's a little bit like trying to eat a cactus with a smile on your face but it's probably not anything like that it's a little bit awkward it's a little bit you know so the lamp that my friend lent me was the other side of a it wasn't the other side of the room I don't live in the mansion you know it wasn't like oh let me get my binoculars out so I can see where I put it you know I could see it even with my eyesight I could see it I mean my eyesight isn't that bad it's not I haven't got like really thick glasses that are magnified you know I'm not walking around in the summer setting setting trees on fire or something you know from the the sun rays I'm not they're not that bad they're just they're just my eyesight is just not as good as it used to be um, yeah that's just this is it I don't really care really <laughs> it's weird I don't, not I don't I must have a different uh, way of thinking maybe in some ways but I don't expect to be able to do now what I could do everything I could do 20 years ago I don't why should I why should my eyesight be exactly the same as it was when I was 30 or 20 oh my god 30 is nearly 20 years ago wow Yeah, let's move on from that. See, I don't mind. I'm 49 and 
I do mind. <laughs> I really do. But I pretend I don't mind. And it doesn't really hit home until I think that 20 years ago I was just coming up to being 30. Well, I was 29. 20 years ago. 30 years ago I was 19. 40 years ago I was 9. So how many months is it before I'm 50? I'm 50 at the end of August. So it's now... Let's say end of October. So it's, it's not because it's now the 11th of November, I think, or 12th of November. The 12th... Uh, let's say the end of November, for, for argument's sake. December, January, February, March, April, May... June, July, August. So it's nine months. So basically, 50 years ago, I was swimming around with all me millions of brothers and sisters. And completely oblivious to um, what was about to happen? I had two brothers on the outside, but I was still on the inside. <laughs> I was on the inside with my millions and billions of other brothers and sisters, and uh, isn't it weird? You think about it. How many of you? How many? Uh, the possibilities. Of you or me actually being born out of or making it to the to the Filipino tube it's like how do you you know what I mean it's like millions I don't know if it's billions but millions and millions of you know little um, according to school it was little fishes little fishes with tails little tadpoles all swimming i got a mild you know say that you can kind of remember you know with hypnosis sometimes you can do past life regression or you know I'm not really into that. I've never done it. Really, I've never done it with someone, and would never would, because I'm more my hypnosis, or my hypnosis, the kind of hypnosis that I do, is based more on um, we're trying to help people in the way that I do. If does that make sense? I realise that people that maybe do the past life regression um, giantly helped by it do you like that wording that giantly helped I've got a friend a really um, one of the people that I 
respect most in the world is called Gunasara and he's a Buddhist he's a he's a ordained Buddhist and he's he's phenomenal he's a phenomenal person like he's just um, I don't know he's got more wisdom in his little willy than I'll ever have you know in my whole life he's just he's like, just said I respected him but I do he's an amazing amazing person and there was a reason why I'm telling you about this amazing person and I've completely forgotten that's something to do with sperm I don't know no that doesn't make sense oh no he had um, past life regression and he told me about it and he found it really useful this is a long long time ago so, and I suppose it fits together with the Buddhists' uh, belief system in a sense of past lives being reborn. Um, sort of rebirth. Yeah. got this this little nagging memory that I was swimming towards the well I think onion bargy but I, just, I was swimming towards whatever the, the place I was supposed to be swimming towards and I changed my mind as I'm likely to do I'm quite a, a mind changer um, oh, it's caused so many problems in my life I've uh, so I was dating someone recently and she's the most amazing person and it was very brief the dating I got to know her a little bit before we actually sort of kind of got together and she was amazing in every single way possible. You know, just an absolutely lovely person. And then I sent her a text saying, "I'm not ready for a relationship." And as soon as I sent it, I regretted sending it. Like I made that decision, and then I changed my mind. And I suppose, in a way. I didn't feel ready but it was like why didn't I just keep quiet and just see how it goes you know so I'm you know I remember years ago when I was in Wales I didn't live in Wales I wasn't inside a whale I'm talking about the the, the the town well the country the so I don't know if anyone's never if anyone's never been to Wales and let's say you're abroad you're living in America or Canada or Australia and you've never been to Wales then if you ever get a chance visit so if you ever come to 
this part of the world, you know, Europe, or if you go to Eng come to England, Scotland, or somewhere like that, it's quite, it is a distance. It's a travelling distance, but um, I think people that live in England and the UK they have a different grasp of distance to what people in America have or someone in Australia because in America it's such a massive country that you can meet up with a friend for a night out or for the weekend and you get a plane to where they are or you travel for like seven hours to to visit your family for for the day or for the evening or whatever because it's the big distance here if you have to travel for more than an hour that's a long way that's for us well for me especially I walk so an hour of walking really does give me sore tootsies so I kind of I have travelled long distances kind of but I suppose the longest distance as we're talking about it apart from to Ireland also to the Isle of Man but this is kind of it's because of the where you go from See, when I went to the Isle of Man in 2004, it was the last time I ever went anywhere or had any kind of a holiday with a family, with family members. And it was also the first time since the age of probably 14 that I'd ever been on holiday with family members. So 2004, I was 33 when I went away to the Isle of Man. So what was that, 14, 24? Yeah, so nearly, nearly 20 years between the last time I was on holiday with my dad and the second time I was on holiday with my dad. And I've always thought if I ever did come into some money like a, like a lottery win or um, you know sort of I'd like to go on a cruise and take my parents on a cruise and maybe the family um, I kind of would like to not go but <laughs> maybe go but get a room the other side of the of the ship <laughs> it's just just so I can hide no but I think it'd be really nice because my dad likes loves going on cruises now he's retired and he deserves it he's worked really hard all his life right the way up to but he still does work not not work work but he's always doing stuff it's always doing stuff for the family and 
working on the house, you know, all that stuff. Because he's, uh, he's an electrician, well, he was an electrician, um, but he could pretty much do anything. Apart from ballet, I don't see him in a tutu. I can't. Well, I've never seen him in a tutu. Doesn't mean he's never worn one. I don't really. I, I want to get that image out of my head, but I think really nice to go and take them on a cruise. I don't know what kind of cruise. I don't. It'd have to be somewhere where I didn't have to get off the boat if I didn't want to. You know, but like excursions were optional, not like you must get off and visit this castle. We have an orchard to visit. What you mean, a place with apple trees? <sighs> Only got no pictures to show me. That'll do. But, you know, it's... I don't... I'm not a traveller, you know, in the sense of... I don't know. I've never really done much travelling. I never... I dated a girl once. I did did actually have a relationship once with this... uh, She was 17... And I was 25. And she was a trainee nurse. And we fell in love and all that stuff. She was way more mature than I was. Uh, But she was a traveller. Like proper... I say a traveller. She wasn't... I mean, she, she liked to travel. That's what I mean. And she was half Italian. So she spent... I think his dad was Italian and her mum was something else and she was half Italian so it was only I think it was was the top half (laughs) I don't know what that means but she loved travelling and she spent a lot of time in Italy during the holidays when she was at school she'd have the summer holidays and all that stuff and she'd go to Italy and she could speak Italian fluently and I quite liked it when she spoke Italian because then I didn't have to pretend not to listen it was quite So I'd love to go back to that time. I kind of like to go back and just revisit the girlfriends, but as they were then. But as I am now, which would be freaky. Do you imagine? Do you imagine someone thirty or twenty years older than the the? person you're dating just turns up probably think I'm I'm my dad or something and just say to them look I'm sorry that's it and then just walk away just say I'm sorry 
he's I'm just really immature emotionally um, but hopefully by the time I'm 49 I'm going to have to say by the time I'm 50 now because I've kind of clearly proved lately that I'm perhaps still not but uh, by the time I'm 60 I will be so mature which will probably be even freakier to them like why is this bloke telling me this Um, why does he look like Jason maybe that did happen that would explain some of the weird breakups but uh, I didn't really come on here to talk about relationships that's why I, I don't give people relationship advice not that many people ask it but occasionally people do and I almost find I want to just tell them to do complete opposite to what I used to do I think I was a funny boyfriend and that was it that's the only thing that I'd kind of be remembered for I was probably a bit wacky a bit very unlike anybody else yeah, I suppose that's the only... It's not necessarily a good thing, but... No one that I ever dated will ever have dated anyone... Before or since... That was like me. Which probably is a good thing for them. Well, that was a weird noise. Did you hear that buzzing? I think it was a laptop... Just gonna have a little drink. I do wonder. You know, people say, "For oh, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and I'd." There's, there's a cliche, isn't there? There's one cliche that a lot of people say. I won't repeat it because we all know what the cliche is. But I don't think I would do that. I think if I had a time machine, I think I'd go forward because I'm not really that interested in the past. I know I talk a lot about it, but I can't talk about the future because I don't have a time machine. Wow, if I had a time machine, I'd be talking about stuff that happened or that's going to happen in 17 years' time or 25 years' time. I'd be talking about the election results and, you know... I would because it'd be fun maybe I should start doing a few special recordings 
based upon that premise of yeah I could couldn't I I went went forward in the time machine so I don't know what I would do I have to give that a bit of thought if I had a time machine there are a few people I'd quite like to meet because um, you know there's, there's another cliche that people say isn't it it's sort of if you could have if you could have a, a dinner with a bunch of people who would it be you know who would you invite to lunch or who would you invite to dinner you know anyone in history um, however far back in, in the past you know alive or not you know who would you invite now I wouldn't want to do a dinner party I think I'd quite like to meet the people individually and see what they're really like not see what they're like in a public setting because you know um, this might get a more of a sense of who they are as a person and so I think the people that I would choose to meet Malcolm X didn't see that coming did you well the reason for Malcolm X is because I used to read his speeches when I was 20 I've, I've got a book of his speeches and I've also listened to them and I, I bought tapes of them and of course with YouTube you can watch it and stuff you know, watch the speeches but what I found he was so articulate also funny and really got his point across um, without religion or without uh, you know any of that just real human humanistic kind of yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I just found him to be fascinating. Who else? Not Genghis Khan, no. Um, Richard Pryor is, I mean, in the comedy world, you know, sort of he is classed as the top of the tree you know you've got Bruce Lee in the martial arts world even though he's not been around since 1979 or whatever he and loads of other actors have come along and been more successful had more successful movies and everything 
Bruce Lee is always at the top. He stayed at the top, the king of kung fu. Elvis Presley. Plenty of other people have outsold Elvis, made more money than him, that are alive now. Garth Brooks as an, an example. But Elvis will always... I still don't know always, but he still is classed as the king. The king of rock and roll. Even though he hasn't been around for a long time. So there seems to be like this top bit. And Richard Pryor, even though hundreds well thousands of thousands but loads of really brilliant comedians have come along that were possibly equal if not better than Richard Pryor but will never get they will never be classed it's almost royalty Richard Pryor is comedy royalty it's a bit like Laurel and Hardy or Charlie Chaplin you know kind of in in there Charlie Chaplin was the king of silent silent uh, comedy movies Oliver Oliver and Hardy is it Oliver Stan Laurel and Hardy they were the top double act in the old movies. And even though loads of rubber came after, they still stayed the top. Like in history, they was, you know, classed as the greatest. So that's not why I like Richard Pryor. I liked him because he made me laugh. You know, I didn't even know he did stand-up comedy when I was a kid. I watched him in Silver Streak and um, Stir Crazy, uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, although that was after I, I discovered him as a stand-up. But I saw him in... I watched every single Richard Pryor film that he ever made when I was a kid um, and I didn't really know he did stand up I did not watch stand up comedy back then it wasn't available to me I didn't really discover stand up until I was in my late teens it started to be on television and I, I did know it from being on television when I was a kid there used to be stand up comedy but not like adult stand-up comedy, you know? Well, maybe I did see a bit. But I don't recall it. But Richard Pryor, he was, he was in a film called The Toy. And he basically was... His job was to look after this little kid called Master Bates <laughs> and uh, also yeah he was in Superman 
Superman 3 which I think he he star he was the star of that movie he made that film what it was obviously Superman you know helped but I think it really having him there Richard Pryor it yeah and I, I can't imagine anyone else doing what he did but he just was really really cool but anyway so I quite like to have met Richard Pryor I was supposed to be telling you about my light bulbs there's a light bulb moment then I need to tell you about my light bulbs Let's just finish this bit there. Let's have a look. Who else would I like to... Um, Jane Mansfield. I'd like to have met... I'd like to meet Jane, Mans Jane Mansfield. Um, who else? Singers... Terence Trent Darby was one of my all-time favourite singers. He's just so amazing. Um, what other singers? I quite like to have met the lady from the Cranberries. I mean, she's no longer around, but. Um, she's for me there is no singing voice that competes with hers it's just just you know personally I find it just to be perfection just absolutely amazing voice just the style of singing you know I think I'd have liked to have met Elvis. But. Well, yeah, I would. So I would have liked to have met him. But probably when he was younger, before he had like all the entourage and he was carrying around guns and, you know, I'd just like to have met him when he was younger and. Maybe when he was like in the movies, you know. He looked a bit more chilled out then. What other people? Milton Erickson. The. And Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, of course. I don't know why I say of course, but Bruce Lee. And again you know Bruce Lee meant quite a lot to me because I had a poster of him on my wall when I was seven and this was at a time when I'd never had a poster on my wall my entire life you know this is the first time it was 
almost the first time I'd lived in a stable home, kind of. So having that picture of Bruce Lee next to me, even though I wasn't old enough to watch the movie, it, um, it has an, I have an emotional connection to it. And I knew that I wanted to do martial arts from a very early age, but I wasn't allowed to because I was too young. Um, but I ended up doing it when I was 14, 13, 14. And so Bruce Lee, definitely. I quite like to meet Jackie Chan. Just to let him know how much I enjoyed his, his early movies. They just make me laugh. It was so funny. The, the, those are the ones that he did before he was famous um, yeah probably in the 70s maybe the 80s early 80s like Drunken Master and uh, other ones sort of that kind of thing and they were they were made in China I think but dubbed into English which I like I prefer that over subtitles because especially with uh, a Jackie Chan film because it's so full of action I kind of want to watch what he's doing I can't do that and read at the same time I'd quite like to meet the Queen. I know that you know, the likelihood of that ever happening is pretty much zero, but I'd like to meet the Queen. I mean, she is... She's the Queen. And I... I'd like to meet I'd like to meet Prince William and Prince Harry because of their work with mental health and having watched them grow up you know from babies even though I was very young myself when they were born but I've got about 10 years on them I think I think I was about 10 when they were born, when uh, Prince William was born. Maybe younger, I don't know, but... I think that would be cool. Keith Floyd, the chef, he seemed like someone that would be really interesting to, to have met. And there's some people I'd like to meet, necessi not necessarily sit down, but just, just sort of meet, like Big Daddy. It was like huge. Well, he was huge, but he was also a huge star in UK wrestling. And there's lots of sports people that I'd like to meet, mainly boxers, if I'm honest. 
Um, and that list is it's a very long list of boxers that I'd like I'd like to meet them all really I kind of like to be involved in the boxing world if I could figure out a way of offering my services to boxers then I could be involved and I could you know be there with them the boxer before the fight maybe help with motivation with maybe some hypnosis or something like that and just be part of uh, like a you know these big occasions I think it would be absolutely amazing I'd love that I'd like to meet a lady from the past called Georgia who I haven't seen since about 2002 um, but let's go back to famous people there's some people I'd like to meet, I'd like to meet, there's a girl that I was really close to when I was about seven, seven years old. I'd just like to meet her and just say hello, see if she remembers me. I mean, chances are she won't, but we were really, we got on really well. used to chase each other around and stuff pull each other's hair you know it was love obviously yeah there's other people as well but Sigmund Freud would be an interesting person to meet and Carl Jung and Carl Rogers and you know the people from like the psychotherapy uh, the origins of those people like Fritz Perls and uh, people that were mavericks and sort of created their own style of doing things their own philosophy that'd be interesting I'm trying to think of who else That's it, really. There's loads and loads, but I can't think of, can't really think of many off the top of my hat. Hmm. 
So I borrowed the lamp. Eventually I moved it to behind my desk, my table where I do the, you know, use the laptop. And I was able to see the keyboard once I took the lamp off because the lamp bit the the lamp shade was metal <laughs> so I took that off and it was a little bit brighter and then today I went out well last night rather I ordered a lamp online you with the catalogue so I can pay it back and you know over the next eight months or something and I've got a few other little bits and then I went out and I got a little lamp in case because I didn't know when the other one was going to turn up plus I needed to return the other one to my friend and I didn't want to spend another evening without any light so I got this cheap lamp looked like you know uh, bedside thing and I get home the delivery people still didn't turn up and they haven't turned up at all all day and I was looking at the socket the dangly bit you know the electric for the light bit and I thought, you know what? Let's have a look at this. Let's see if I can fix it. So I'll make sure it's turned off. So it's not... Yeah, it's turned off. I think. And... I'll look at it and i figure out... Well, that bit goes in the hole it goes in there and there's two holes and I thought does it matter which hole it goes in and I was like having flashbacks <laughs> to when I was like 18 like, oh, but then because you know I've never been much good with light bulbs and then I just I thought, yeah, this makes sense. And I screwed it together. Got a good screw. And it fitted together perfectly. Put the light bulb in. Turned the switch. And the light came on. Done. There was nothing wrong with the lights, the lights at all. It was just, it was loose because it had become unscrewed. So what I did is I took my friend's lamp downstairs. I also gave him the bedside lamp. I said that just to say thank you. Because I've got another lamp coming. Like a big one that's going to be sort of reaching over my desk. Like one of those old desk ones that sort of point towards the desk. So that'll be coming probably tomorrow or the day after. I don't know. And I don't need one for next to my bed because the light switch is literally an arm's length from my bed. And 
and if I was to read I'd need something a bit stronger than uh, the you know a death a little lamp because it was I actually went, I went to Argos and bought it and the lamp was six pound and I said I need to get some uh, some light bulbs and she said well, I don't recommend getting them here we've got a terrible supply Terror, you know we're pretty rubbish with our light bulbs I thought oh that's nice it's no, nothing like recommending you know your own company and she said uh, no if I suggest those you go to home base and go and get some light bulbs there and I said no I said no I refuse I'm not going back out in that rain not for you not for light bulbs and she said oh don't blame you I said could you please find me some light bulbs that will fit this lamp and she did and it worked out being four pound for two she said, not very strong, you know. I said, I don't need it to lift things. I just need it just to be a light. And she said, oh, that's funny. So I thought, I don't know if that's a real laugh or not, but it was funny. And it dis- did deserve some kind of uh, recognition, but not a fake laugh. But I'll take what I can get. And... Uh, just before she went she handed me a piece of paper read it she said uh, I love you and I said come on seriously just leave me alone I'm just trying to buy things I don't need to be hassled like this I'm not a piece of meat so I went and I sort of paid for it well I paid for it and then I collected it it was very busy in there and uh so I was giving it to my neighbour to say thank you for letting me borrow his lamp yesterday. And now I've got my lamp, which is nice and bright. I've got rid of the lampshade, so it's even brighter now. It's actually quite cool. I'm almost ridiculously happy about it. It's so nice. Oh yeah, I mean it's not that nice. I'm going to be groaning, but just I just close my eyes. I feel really relaxed, really relaxed and calm. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is got an email from the university telling me that um, the uh, reference has been received from the referee that I gave Um, which I think is the last thing that needs to be done and this is for the masters, the MSc in positive psychology that I've applied to do, which starts in January. So I just need to wait. I mean, it's not that long away, is it? 
I need to, I'd like to know as soon as possible just so that I can plan because the journey is about two hours a day getting there it's not going to be every day but I just want to I need to figure out how many days it's going to be and whether or not I can afford to actually get there you know to afford the travel because I'll need to travel before nine o'clock or to get there to start at nine or half nine so I'll be needing to leave at six or something silly like that which means any discount cards uh, are not valid, I don't think, during peak time. So I'll be paying full fare, which is just uh, concerns me a little bit. I don't know if it's going to end up costing me you know, a hundred pound a week to travel then I'm not going to be able to do the course even though I've got a student loan for was it £10,000 but that money goes to the university doesn't go to me it's a pity I couldn't get a loan of another like 2000 to cover for the travel for the year or however much it's going to be but they don't they don't they just cover the cost of the university course you know the fees but yeah it'll be interesting I just need to know now I mean, it's Monday so hopefully I'm hoping I should know by the end of the week because I enrolled or I I put in my admission form on the 1st of October and within two weeks I've been told by the um, the loans company that I've been accepted for the loan of 10,000 that would be need to be paid off once I reach a certain amount of money in the future and that'd be added on to the undergraduate loan that I got. But you know, I've, I've talked about this in the past. Getting the, the first degree was like was like climbing Everest for me. Getting a master's degree would be like reaching the moon. You know, as far as such a a momentous thing for me personally compared to how I used to think about myself and then to get a PhD which, well, to follow this analogy I guess it would be Mars wouldn't it but can you imagine that imagine having a masters in positive psychology how groovy would that be? And it would affect everything I do, not just me personally in my life, and help to increase my own positivity and happiness and stuff, 
I integrate it into what I'm already doing online with these, maybe not these recordings, but some, you know, the recordings I do, which would then help other people, thousands and thousands of other people around the world will benefit from me doing that course, or hopefully will benefit. So it's it's an exciting opportunity. Yeah, I'm. Plus, I started to realise that I need to be mentally stimulated. I've got an active mind. It needs to be stimulated, and I don't don't get a lot of stimulation. Probably not as much as a need, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. A bit too much sometimes, but when there was at one time when I was hammering in that nail into the wall, that was very stimulating, a bit too much. But yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go because at least I managed to finish the story about the light bulb. It took me 77 minutes, but I did it. So thank you for listening to this very, very boring recording. Thank you, all of those of you that leave messages, that leave testimonials, that leave me private messages, um, such as Melanie, um, Michelle, uh, who else? This side, it's gone off. It's been quite a few actually the last week or so. Um, there's another a lady, so I can't remember her, your name, but thank you. I know who you are, but I just can't. My brain's not uh, remembering. I'd need to have the laptop open for me to look. But uh, I do really appreciate uh, all of you. So thank you. So remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Bye.